0: For more than a decade, FTI has strived to become the leader in the aftermarket, performance, transmission, and converter industry. We've joined forces with McLeod Driveline Components under the leadership of top fuel funny car pilot Paul Lee, and now have a larger distribution network, more resources, and more power. Come see us in the pits and ask how you can join the FTI family. It's not cheating. It is the competitive edge it's time for an inside look at the most powerful motorsport on the planet wfo radio nhra nitro this is wfo radio
1: hey everybody welcome back wfo radio back on the air another week and we are ready to go racing that is right the 2023 nhra drag racing series season is off and running division two off and running got the baby gators this weekend people are already in line at the gator nationals it's gonna be great if you're out there in the parking lot checking out wfo getting ready to get stacked in there honk your horn right now D4 off and running. D7 off and running. Everybody's off and running. I got the World Series of Pro Mod. I'll be hitting this weekend, then shooting over to Gainesville next week. It's going to be mega. I am super excited. We have successfully killed an offseason. That's right. I was checking out Attention in the Pits earlier this morning, and uh, we had plans to try to get from from the, the full winter break with one Attention in the Pits show every week for the entire winter break, and we successfully did it. It is an amazing job. Congratulations to NHRA social media team for their hard work. And go check out those episodes. We got Alan Reinhart just seconds away. AR going to join us a little bit on the show, talk about what happened out there at Wild Horse Motorsports Park. Uh, I'm going to get into some of the topics we had last week. For instance, like a big, big conversation broke out on the Ignition podcast Yesterday. That's up this morning. Most of you who check out NHRA Nitro know we do an audio only experience called Ignition, where we've got a lot of racers on there all of a sudden, right? Dave and Sue Morris are on there. Just a bunch of people are on there, part of our Patreon audience. They get to be co hosts of the show. It's kind of a cool deal. So we talked a little bit about Tony Stewart being on WFO last week and me uh, posting a clip of the interview, right? Like a clip of the interview where Tony talks about. You should grab your friends and go to the track. Get off your butt and go to the track. I felt like it was an uncontroversial statement. Wrong. Wrong. Oh, my gosh. Thousands and thousands of views and comments. Um, many of them very positive, but some of them, to the contrary, can't can't believe it. What, a, what an interesting uh, pushback I got. We'll talk a little bit about that, but if you want to hear the Ignition conversation, what kind of spun it off we'll do that as well so we'll give results we'll talk some Gator Nationals as we get closer and closer I uh, I believe I've got Daryl Gwynn and Josh Hart hooked up for later on in the week as we get closer and closer to the Gator Nationals they've both got big things going on and we'll start off with that with Josh Hart if you're going to be in the area of Ocala Florida Gainesville on Wednesday March 8th you definitely want to swing by Bernie's 1 Aspen Road, Ocala, Florida. They're going to have a Fan Fest, Gator Nationals winning drivers, Big Daddy Frank Hawley, Cruz Pedragon, Antron Brown, Mike Neff, Spencer Massey, Justin Ashley, Camry Caruso who will be running top dragster at the baby Gators. Ryan Ayler, Flying Ryan, he'll be bringing the tequila and uh, Ida Zetterstrom from Sweden. Yeah, ja, Sweden. That's from trading places, guys. But uh, bottom line, Wednesday March 8th, car show, food trucks, ticket giveaways. You can probably tell I'm just reading the banner. But I will be there as well. Plan for that to be the official start to the Gator Nationals. It's going to be great. They will have been testing throughout the day. Also, on this show, I am going to be soliciting folks to enter to win a pair of tickets to the Big Daddy Don Garlitz International Drag Racing Hall of Fame. That's right, on me. You're going to come find me. I'm going to put two tickets in your hand. You plus one. How do you do it? Here's the deal. Share the show on your social media. This show. Yeah, the Reinhardt Show. Share this show. Right now, this. On your social media and tag WFO Radio or me so that I know. Otherwise, I couldn't possibly know. And then of people who do that, tag and share. You're going to be in the drawing. I'm going to do a random drawing and write down all the names, I'm going to put them in a hat in the uh, randomizer, and someone will be contacted to get the tickets. You got to be in Gainesville on your own. You got to pay for your own travel. You got to pay for your own food. It's just two tickets, man. And my radio days, I learned all that stuff. Like people will be like, What do you mean? It's not an all expense paid trip, luxurious trip with hotel and full accommodations, like on the prices, right? No, it is not. It is two tickets. But that, is an unbelievable deal because it is at right now totally sold out. In fact, they're asking for tickets back because there's so much demand to see John Force go into the hall, big daddy Don Garlitz and John Force on the same stage again. John Force going into the International Drag Racing Hall of Fame. It is going to be great, super excited. So, you want in on the drawing? Share and tag so I know it's you. And that counts for uh, all of our social media. I don't like to say the names of any of them because, you know, it affects you on the others. Now the time to tell you about the people who make it possible, like Fogget. If you're a racer, I've been noticing, first of all, the contingency program, they're offering money out there, which is number one. Racers need to get the decal and get yourself a can of Fogget. But it's to protect the inside of your very expensive racing engine. It is uh, highly developed, highly effective. Go to Fogget.com to find out more information and order yourself a case and get on it. Rodak's coffee and Grills.com, My buddy Marvin Rodak, 817-924-6821. Marvin is out there roasting up the coffee that's fresh per your order. Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School. You know, Frank is going to be at Bernie's, which is super exciting. Uh, we had a great conversation about, you know, once you know drag racing, you love drag racing. But how do you get to know drag racing, Right. And that is the question. Well, going to Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School or sending someone that you really care about or is a potential sponsor to Frank Hawley's Dragster Adventure is a great way to do it. Samtech.edu, the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. We always say start your education at full speed. Definitely. The folks at Phillips Connect, back on board. Philips-connect.com for the smart trailer technology to stay connected. And one thing is cool. I always tell people You know, when I learned that they're in the trucking industry, hey, this is something you need to get involved in. And uh, they're they're interested because it's so helpful to know what's up with the trucks. Where are they? What are they? How are they doing? What do they weigh? Is anything going wrong with them? Certainly ahead of time. FTI Performance Transmissions and Torque Converters on board with WFO Radio. Super excited up there in Deland, Florida. I'm going to try to swing by FTI and check out the shop on my way up to Gainesville. FTIPerformance.com. Dot 90, top dragster, top sportsman, pro mod, many of them are running FTI, and certainly the ones that you might see in the winner's circle, definitely. And then there's Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. We're starting to roll out those PRI episodes, one of which is Alan Reinhardt TotalSeal.com, Pat Musi is coming up next Friday. The one that is up there right now is Mike Copeland. For those of you that are interested in hydrogen combustion, We're not talking about electric hydrogen fuel cell. We're talking about hydrogen in a tank that runs in an LS engine and it revs and it sounds and it makes 10% more horsepower already than gasoline. And it's absolutely zero emissions and you can start it in your bedroom. For those of you building engines inside your bathroom, uh, zero emissions. Listen, part of that is a joke, but part of it's not. Go to TotalSeal.com to find out more information. Let's bring out the voice of the nhra he called the action out there at wild horse pass Motorsports park mr alan reinhardt what's up ar how are you
0: hey joe i'm great i uh woke up this morning and had a notice on my phone that said it's time to check in for your flight to gainesville so tomorrow morning i am blasting out of here and headed for the hatchlings
1: you're headed for that's not a thing anymore alan
0: it's it like dude. three
1: years old hatchlings it's all right. Do we, it's all right.
0: Do, do we have to explain that all over again?
1: Well, you brought it up. So <laughs> no, the answer is no. Um, okay. I got to check out some of the stream out there from Wild Horse Pass, having a nice uh, conversation with some friends about the fundamental change that has occurred over the last X amount of years for drag racing coverage. Division 2, Orlando, streamed around the world. Division 7, double divisional, Wild Horse Pass, streamed around the world. Bell Rose, streamed around the world. Drag racing fans in Australia were watching our divisional racing in the Lucas Oil Series. That is, it's just awesome that it happens. And there was a lot of great racing, a couple of incidents on track, so give us a little bit of a recap. I know that Sean Cowie ran well, beat Joey in the final, in Top Alcohol Dragster, but uh, give us a breakdown.
0: Well, Sean Cowie was, uh, looked unbeatable. I mean, from the time he unloaded, he was fast and had low ET of every round and really, you know, dominated the race. Uh, one of the real highlights was in the semifinals when Madison Payne, driving Dwayne Shield's car, shook, pedaled it, and went into a big power wheel stand about 400 feet down track. You know, shades of uh, of Jasmine Salinas in Gainesville, Madison for, fortunately was able to pedal the thing and, and get it, come back down, soft landed it. I don't think she hurt the car. Uh, Her brother, Toby, won Super Comp, which was his first NHRA Wally. Uh, Steve Williams had a pretty good day, won Super Comp in race one and run it up in Super Gas on race two. Uh, Brad Burton went to a couple of finals in the first day. Uh, It was, uh, you know, overall, it was a really, really good event. We had a little bit of rain that moved through on Saturday night. So Sunday, we didn't get started until a little bit later. But we had uh, run an extra round of everything on Saturday to be ready to go. So... Uh, You know, we still got out of there a decent hour on Sunday and uh, overall it was it was a pretty good race You know, you mentioned there were a couple of incidents and uh, you know, just always hate anybody to see and getting their equipment torn up uh, But nobody got hurt Uh, everybody was able to climb out of the cars and walk away One of the things that was you know complete heartbreak if you are a Mopar fan uh, plug your ears and just hum and look away for a minute because you're not gonna want to hear this but John Dorlay was uh, involved in one of the top-end incidents, and the car he was driving was a real deal: 1967 RO23 Hemi Belvedere. They made 55 of them. Uh, fortunately, I believe the car will fix. But uh, and I think it's always an interesting debate when you know you see something like that. I mean, on the one hand, there are people that would say, "Why would anybody have a car that valuable, that rare, out on the racetrack?" And my answer to that is, because that's what they were built for. You know, they built those things back then to go stock and super stock racing. And as cool as they are and as valuable as they are, if you take one and put it in a museum, that's not what it was built for. It was built to go out there and be thrashed on. So I think it's cool that guys still take some of those cars out there and use them for their intended purpose. Uh, it's just heartbreaking when when they get torn up. And then, you know, kind of on a personal note, there was a, a another incident in Comp Eliminator. And one of the cars that got wrecked was Don Beavers, who I've known, I don't know, forever. Um, he's, you know, Ford Probe. He's been, always been a Ford guy. Ran at Superstock for a while. Been running it in comp. Uh, just like has poured his heart and soul in the car. And it was just heartbreaking to see the, uh, the car get busted up. But again, he was able to, uh, to climb out, walk away. So that's definitely the most important thing. Uh, but overall, it was a, it was a really, really good weekend of racing.
1: Excellent. Yeah. Terrible about Don. I heard the John Dorlay story. I haven't seen any video. I don't know if there's any video out there, if there was any, uh, you know, coverage of that. Um, uh, but, uh, just tough stuff. But I agree with you, you, you race them. Like what good is it if it's sitting in the corner of a museum or a shop, it's got a tarp over it. It's being so protected in an oxygen, uh, you know, bubble, um, these cars race and hopefully it will fix, but yes, that is, You know, that's part of NHRA. Um, Many of those cars, Darcy Clark's car. There's a lot of cars out there that are Mm -hmm. extremely rare and valuable. And that's why people go to see it. That's one of the reasons not to see them uh, crash, but to see them do what they were intended to do. And that happens in historic sports car racing as well. Those, you know, some of those Ferraris and McLarens that are driving around and every once in a while, you know, one will go off. We don't have that problem nearly as often uh, as those historic sports cars do. But when it happens, it's a major bummer. And I feel feel terribly for John, but they'll they'll fix it.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, if, you know, it, as you said, you know, having the cars out there, not just so somebody can come look at them, but so somebody can see them in their natural environment, as it will. Uh, I think that's one of the really cool things about the attention in the pits thing that you guys do is that you go back there and take a look at, Some of those things, uh, you know, and they don't have to be a one of 55 special deal car. Uh, It could just be something unique or something interesting. And Hackert's Fairlane that you've got on Focus this week was the number one qualifier in our second race out there. So, you know, that thing is not just a really cool car, but it's a really cool car that hustles also.
1: That well, exactly. Like that was a totally um, you know, perfection type car. I'm looking all over the place, trying to find the worst part of it, and there didn't it, it didn't exist, and also very quick. And we love when people share those, of course. I'm asking everybody to share the show today and uh share just as many. I was looking at our archive, Alan. You know, Erica Enders, Matt Smith, Don Garlitz, Tony Stewart. Just it's been a great winter break for WFO. We've connected with pretty much everybody. How long?
0: How does Ryan Pretty continue to keep ducking you?
1: I, you know, because of him, not because of me. <laughs> Anybody Anybody who has not been on like Joey Severance, for instance, like Joey, I reached out to Joey a couple of times and just, you know, Joey doesn't like doing this stuff, man. Joey doesn't like the media. He doesn't it's like not the his talk. Favorite thing, though. It's not his favorite thing. I I believe that Joey and I have a positive relationship and, you know, he always smiles when I talk to him. But, uh, you know, I am starting to doubt it. I'm starting to take it a little personally that Joey doesn't want to celebrate his championship with his fans on WFO. That's fine. Nobody, you know, we don't force people to come on the show. Ryan pretty wow. I requested I, I requested hey you know Oh man we got testing we're doing this we're doing that we got a lot of stuff maybe in the future you know well and and that and you know that's it man that's it you <laughs> got to win another one now your WFO time has passed you missed out that's it you don't uh, you don't beg people to come on it's uh. it's an honor to come on the show right, the thing with Ryan is a little slightly exaggerated. But we're not done yet, Alan. We're going to catch up with these people. Lance Abbott, haven't caught up with Lance yet. There's a couple others that we have to, to catch up with. And uh, hopefully this, like, last minute will can be used to guilt them into, uh, you know, being available.
0: I hope so. Uh, I spoke to Ryan a little bit. He won race one in comp. And I chit-chatted with him a little bit at the end of the day. And and he actually brought that up. And he said, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I just – and." He, it's just it's not his comfort zone you know i mean he can sit in the car look out the window and see you know craig bourgeois over there or, or whoever right it doesn't bother him a bit but like having a camera in, in front of him makes him a little bit nervous and you know he, as we said joey uh love joey and, and everything he does he's a real positive guy and, and you know he speaks very, very well and he's got nothing to. but he's just not comfortable in that i mean you've seen him at the bank right? it no
1: know, it's personal it's, listen listen it's like, let's stop okay, with the look, nonsense
0: I, Hi, you know, thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, sponsors. Headline,
1: <laughs> Severance hates Costello, dot, dot, dot. It's, it, that's clearly what it is. You know, I felt like I had a good relationship with his dad. and We're all named Joe. Like, I usually get along great with people named Joe. And Severance just hates me like poison, man, like a vile, vile poison. He just can't stand being around me, which is terrible because I'm, you know, I'm trying real hard for the sport and the class, and uh, he doesn't he doesn't want to be a part of it.
0: I, I think it just might kidding, have something— no. I think it might have something to do with your fashion sense. Have you reached out to him wearing a flannel shirt? That's not. That's that's a good idea.
1: I have not. <laughs> I have not. I'll get a flannel shirt. I'll walk up and I'll be like, uh, you know, casual guy, yeah. and I'll do the flannel thing. Good idea, Reinhardt. Good idea. All right, that's to anyone
0: Joey's comfort zone.
1: For everyone who cannot pick up sarcasm and humor, no, I do not believe that Joey Severance hates me like vile poison. No, I do not. Right, exactly. Uh, Ryan pretty neither, but the speed of WFO, the season is starting, right? You want a championship. You didn't get to talk about it on WFO. I mean, I figure you might've had a sponsor that would have loved to have heard their name too bad. You know, too bad. It's tough stuff, right? We'll, uh, we'll do it again next year when you win again. How about that? We'll do a back to back a twofer. but have a look at Ryan pretty. He's on a off uh, to a good start, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, winning your first race, you know, and it, it's actually kind of funny. One of the things that uh, he mentioned to me when I chit chatted with him, in the winner's circle, um, you know, you were there, most of the most of the audience certainly doesn't know this. Ryan did not get off to a great start last year. And when I did the uh, introduction for him and his team at the banquet, I said, you know, hey, these guys started off last year, their first three races with a grand total of zero round wins, 0 for the first three races. That's got championship written all over it. And he told me, we have been thinking about that since you said it. When we came in here, it's like we are not, not going to let Reinhardt make fun of us again this year. We got to at least win first round. And then they went ahead and won the race. So uh, all in good fun, obviously. But, uh, you know, it's just interesting little tidbits like that that kind of keep us all rocking down the road, I think.
1: Yes. Well, you don't have to start hot. That's a good good uh <laughs> A lot of people do, though. We talk to the champions, and a lot of them get a nice hot start, and they just are able to maintain and build on Jim it. Jim Glenn is
0: obviously the other end of that, right? One Pomona runner up at Phoenix, went to Vegas, went to, and all of a sudden it's like, "Come get me, boys!" And nobody could. So you could do it either way, I guess.
1: Exactly. Jim
0: and, Jim and, Glenn also uh, won out there. He won top dragster in race two. Bo Butner won top dragster in race number one. Um, there was uh, it was just a great weekend of a uh, great weekend of racing.
1: Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Larry Elliott out there. He was attacking me earlier for not going to the March meet. That's another big event that's going on this weekend. Like so many, we got the world series of pro mod. We got the baby Gators. Orlando is in action. I think NMCA is there. There's drag racing everywhere. And the March meet is a big part of it. Um, Let's see. Justin's got a question for you. Uh, Which class records do you think will be broken at the Gators, if any? And I think he's talking camping world series specifically, but anything is on the table. I don't know. It all depends on the weather.
0: Yeah, that's a big part of it. Um, you know, I I don't know. There have been a lot of people that have been down there testing, so the comfort level is going to be pretty high for everybody, at least with the nitro cars. Um, you know, I it's very difficult without knowing exactly what the weather is going to be to know, you know, who's done what until we get a couple of races under their belts. But uh, tune in and watch because I guarantee you if it happens, we'll let you know.
1: Yeah, Lauren wants to know, and this is cool, uh, Tony Stewart gets what's, what are the chances Tony gets his first win in top alcohol dragster this weekend at the Baby Gators.
0: Well, I'll tell you this, if I'm Tony Stewart and if I'm the McPhillips family, I'm not thinking anything about winning. I'm thinking about qualifying because there's going to be, I believe, 12 or 14 cars down there for an eight car field. So anybody that's thinking about, hey, we could win this race. um, I think you need to take one step at a time. Tony's going to be in a great car. Um, He, you know, showed himself in Vegas that. He's capable of driving it and doing what needs to be done to get there. So is it possible? Yes. But I don't believe anybody is rolling through the gate thinking this is my race to win. I think everybody down there is going, let's make darn sure we qualify. And then we'll talk about going forward. Hey, your monologue, how could somebody possibly be upset about somebody saying, get your friends and go visit the event? I mean, I don't care if it's racing. I don't care if it's baseball. You know, if somebody says, hey, get out of the house, grab your friend and come see us in person, how can that possibly be taken as negative?
1: And when he was saying it, okay, let's, I'll be, I I feel like I let people behind the scenes as much as is possible. I was super excited that Tony joined us on the show. I positioned that interview uh, right before the start of the season for a reason. I felt like he gave us really great, content. He went on Dan Lebitard. He went on a lot of different shows and got a lot of great promotion for the sport of drag racing. So we clipped that clip NHRA used another one of our clips, by the way, there were so many great clips in the Tony Stewart interview. Oh my gosh. And I, it never occurred to me that would spawn, extreme negativity, but here's one lower the effing price. Then my son wanted to go to Vegas, blah, blah, blah. And, and so I, I mentioned yesterday on ignition. And for those that want to go and listen to ignition, we have a lot of people like it's a group conversation about this topic and you and I can reprise Alan, but I don't want to go backwards because it was well done. And we're also preaching to the choir. If you're watching WFO, chances are you like the stuff, but this clip that I put out there on TikTok and Instagram Reels and Facebook Stories in a lot of different places, it got a lot of traction. Fifty thousand views here, seventy thousand views there. You know, two hundred views here. It all depends on the social media and their AI. But two buckets of of, of pushback. One was about NASCAR and how NASCAR has changed and I'm not watching NASCAR and the idea that Tony was actually talking about drag racing was totally lost on those people. So I'm just discrediting that. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm that's not for me to talk about. The other was racing is too expensive. And so we dug down on that. And I did some research and I called some people in the office and the price of a ticket for NHRA drag racing has not kept up with normal inflation, let alone this more modern inflation that's happening after the pandemic, it hasn't kept up with the price of inflation. The ticket prices have gone years and years and some tracks, maybe not this year. So I don't want to be very specific without going up. And for the money you spend, the value you get is off the charts. I was stunned at how many people were complaining about just lower the price, lo- lower the price. Yeah. Go okay, to wait, so, so
0: let me ask you this. So yeah. what, what would, what would be a good price for, did anybody say, you know, Hey, if the ticket was two bucks, I would come.
1: No, because right. What's the answer? $15 to see John force go 330 miles an hour, 15, 20, 30. Like what's the right number, the right number for 10 hours of awesome racing entertainment, meeting your drivers and hanging out in the pits and watching Ron caps, pack his parachute and connecting with Alan Reinhardt as often as you want. Like, I'm sorry. It's not $30. It's not $30. The ticket, uh, we had our listeners. They were breaking out their tickets. 1990 Gator Nationals Friday, I believe, was 39 bucks. Okay, it's 2023, and the Friday ticket at the Gator Nationals, somebody said, was 45 bucks. That's not too expensive. And I hate to say it, like, you know, people could get ugly if they wanted and say, you know, then it's not for you. Like but, but we want everybody to be able to enjoy this, but I was just stunned at how many people claimed uh cost as the reason that they won't grab their friend and go to the track. By the way, I think Tony was also talking about grassroots racing, like, hey, let's keep well, Gainesville Raceway see, in action and all that.
0: It, in, anybody that. anybody that would that would bring me that argument, you know, well I'd, would you go to the races for 25 bucks? If a ticket was 25 bucks, would you go to the races? And if the answer is yes, great. Then I'll see you at the baby Gators. We'll talk about it in person.
1: Yep. $20. You
0: know, if, if you can't, if you can't afford, or if you think, um, you know, a major league baseball ticket costs too much. Okay. I'll see you at a triple A game. You know, you're still getting out of the house. You're still going to support, you know, a team, your sport, you're getting out, you're enjoying it in person instead of watching it on TV or listening to it on the radio. If, if major league sports is not in your budget then support the minor league sports and who knows, you know, there's a lot of people that are racing right now in the camping world series that you could have gotten to know, got an autograph, gotten a picture with five or six or eight years ago, if you'd have just gone to a regional race and you know, if, if major leagues is too expensive for you, that's great. Go support your track on a given Friday or Saturday night. I think most tracks are around, are you know, 10 bucks or 12 bucks to get in on a Friday night or a Saturday night. And okay. You're not going to see a car go 350 miles an hour but you're not paying to see a car go 350 miles an hour. You're paying to get out there and see whatever the show is that they're putting on, you know, see cars like that going down the racetrack that you haven't seen on the street in years and years and years and come out, come out and support at whatever level level you want to support.
1: But see, and this is why, like, you know, you could respond to all of these folks and this is the downside of social media. And I'm going to go beyond drag racing for a second, folks. And, you know, Alan and I talk about this kind of stuff behind the scenes. So many people, are out there on social media and also in their lives are really just wanting to be heard. They're just wanting to say something that someone will hear and acknowledge. And like, you know, they just want to be heard in their lives. You know, like I did, I wanted to be heard. And so I got into radio, I got, I got a show, right? You picked up a microphone. Not everybody can do that, but now everybody's got a microphone. And so, They see Tony, he's famous. He's a race car driver. They've got a chance. He's saying something to them, right? Like get off your butt, go out to the track. And they want to like, you know, they want to respond. They want to respond. Do they even believe what they're saying? Do they even really believe it? Have they even really thought about it? A lot of anger towards the NFL came out in that, you know, $15 hot dogs. All right. I've been to a lot of races and I've eaten a lot of hot dogs. I haven't eaten a $15 hot dog just yet. Maybe it's coming. But that's an exaggeration. The $15 hot dog, you know, $12 beers and $15 hot dogs and I can't afford it. That's not that's rage against the machine, right? That's just rage for rage's sake. And they got a chance to ventilate a little bit on this 10 second clip of Tony Stewart that poor WFO put out to try to gain a listener or two and inflamed thousands of people. Sorry, but I, I think that really that's what social media is. And if you got one, all those people, and you and I got them together, like, sir, uh, on this date, you made this comment on Joe Costello's WFO. This is what you said. This is what we respond. What do you think, like you said, about the baby gators being 20 bucks? You know, well, I didn't really think about that. Or I didn't it, – It's. I think it's just social media that people want to post inflammatory, angry, rageful comments to feel better about things. I don't
0: know. That's my thought. Well, I, you know, the, the concession thing is – a track thing. That's not an NHRA thing. They, you know, whatever the track is, they have contracts with their concessionaires and they have, and you know, yes, it's the captive audience thing, right? If you're going to be there and you want a beer, then the beer is going to be expensive. Um, you know, you and I both travel, right? If you want to go sit and have a beer in the airport, it ain't like going to Applebee's, you know, that you're going to pay extra and they know because you can't leave to go to Applebee's and then come back that they can charge extra. But i'm just talking about the ticket to the show and most most racetracks will let you bring in like a six-pack size cooler so if you want to throw a couple of things in a sandwich and stuff that feel free most racetracks you have parking that's close enough and just because of the structure of an nhra event whatever your favorite class is to watch there's a break in between and if you want to put an ice chest in your car and walk out to your car i mean how many people do you see in pomona you know, when you're driving the golf cart back and forth, you see, you know, there's 15 guys all standing around. and got a grill going at the back of the car in the middle of the day. Yep. And whatever your class is, if it's in between the pros, that's fine. If you're a car guy like I am, and you go out, you want to watch stock and super stock, then you know what? Maybe when the alcohol cars are running and they're like, yeah, you know, I, then go out to your car and, and grab whatever's in your ice chest and do whatever you want to do. But as far as the cost of the show, seeing the show, NHRA, is very favorable compared to other major league sports. And again, I love that. And I'm not gonna argue with them because I got a lot of friends in that world, but I love every time I watch NASCAR and like when they're having, you know, their concert down on the starting line and their stuff before they get going. And boy, nobody gives access like we do. And I just go, sure thing guys, whatever, Um, you know, nobody gives access like we do. So I think, you know, come check it out. And if, if the national event, is not in your budget, then you know what? Bring your kid out to a division race. Bring your kid out, bring your kid to a junior race. Let him meet some guys, gals his age that are doing the activity, not just watching the activity. Let him, you know, take a look, see if maybe it's something that he'll want to get involved in. Maybe it's something that you as a family will want to get involved in. There's just so much stuff. And, you know, drag racing has something at every level. So whatever your level is, find it. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't Tony say that when we were talking about West Palm? I mean, yes, the, the whole thing was like, don't let this happen to your local racetrack. You know, he wasn't saying, Hey, you got to go to the Gator Nationals, he was saying, Don't let this happen to your local racetrack.
1: There's always a way to accomplish what you want, like Billy says. He's the price of NASCAR tickets and the price of this tickets in the NFL. Um, you know, Formula One, man. Formula One, very expensive. They are selling out races, they're adding races, they can't keep seats. Uh, they, they don't have seats to sell because they're so popular and they're, you know, in many ways, 10 times the expense of some of the racing we're talking about. And the, that's another argument like uh, Giovanni in Miami on The Ignition Show said something yesterday. And, and I, again, I encourage everybody to go listen to it. He says that uh, you need to make things more expensive because the people that are worried about that aren't spending any money anyway. That's what formula one has figured out that you need to have an amazing experience, which we have, and you need to cater to the audience that can actually afford it. And then some, which is what they're doing. And you got people spending like a thousand dollars, $2,000 to go to a race and be entertained by a sport. That's cool, but not as cool as ours. And so his prescription to the whole thing was to get away from all these people that are worried about this and that will solve your problem. Now, I don't like that because we're, a sport that is a grassroots sport. We want to cater to those, to, to those people, right? To people who have families, like you got four kids. It's going to be harder than Joe and Alan go into anything by choice, obviously, but I don't know. I just found it to be an interesting conversation. Tony last week, kind of the response, the, uh, the clips are up there NHRA used one of the clips. They used the one about every ticket is a pit pass that you can do all of these things. You never have to even watch the cars on the racetrack. have a great experience at the nhra and uh i don't know we're gonna see we're gonna see in gainesville right what kind of crowd we have i'm predicting it's gonna be pretty big
0: oh yeah well gainesville will be we'll sink the place if if the weather's nice there's no question about it especially because of all of the people that didn't get to see the show they wanted to see last year because of the weather you know the friday and saturday and all the stuff that went on down there so oh yeah this year's going to be uh this year's going to be a Grand Slam, but no, that's and there's there's some merit to you know the other end of the spectrum. You know, you look at when the ADRL was doing their their stuff on a free ticket promotion, right? They would go into a market and just a hundred thousand free tickets, you could pick them up anywhere, and they you know went on and on about, look at us, we set you know records for crowds at every racetrack we went to. And congratulations, but if you're offering me a free ticket. I'm thinking, what can your show possibly be worth if the ticket's free? And, you know, like one of the things, this this will probably shock some people, but one of the things that I really enjoy doing when I'm away from the racetrack, I like Broadway shows. And if I see a Broadway show, you know, like I know I'm going to pay $125 or $150 to get a good seat to go see Hamilton or to go see Wicked or to go see, okay, I'm good with that because I know that the show is going to is going to justify that. And if, you know, I've got a community theater here that, you know, you've got tickets, 15 bucks or 20 bucks. Okay. And I go to that, but I also understand I'm not going to be seeing, you know, the same production as you get when you're in New York on Broadway. So, you know, there's something out there for everybody. If, if the national events, not your thing, but if you, if your show is perceived as a $10 show, there are a lot of people that will just pass by because they want more than a $10 show. Absolutely. And so if your if your show is perceived as a fifty dollars show or as a hundred dollars show, then there's going to be people that go, okay, people pay a hundred dollars to go see this. I've got a hundred dollars. Let's go see it. But I, uh, I'm, you know, I'm really with you. I think that we're in a pretty good shape as far as where the price point is, and especially for what you get. You know, it's come down, everybody, not just a somebody, everybody, come down and walk on the racetrack with us on Sunday morning everybody go into the pits into the garage area into the locker room into whatever you want to call it everybody at the end of the day come to the winner's circle come out on the racetrack again and meet the winners and be everybody that buys a ticket not just people that have an extra pass or a special wristband or paid more or did everybody that comes to an nhra race a general admission ticket gets you on the track walk gets you pit access gets you down on the track afterwards for the winner's circle just everybody so Come check it out. That's I, I, it. The well, other thing the other thing I especially like is I haven't been to the races in 30 years. I hate it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Then well, why, and that goes back. Why, why, to why are you still emailing me? Because if there's something I gave up 30 years ago, I don't even know it exists anymore.
1: Right and and that's that's the thing and and we're having a little fun with it and so everybody when the uh the prices go up like 15 percent, you can uh, blame giovanni in miami from the ignition show because he's the one who came up with the idea <laughs> raise the prices it's got to be worth a it. man it's 200 now it's got to be great right yes um uh, i think they have found a wonderful balance the different tracks remember with the mellow yellow can years ago it was like 12 dollars to get in you just got to go buy a soda come on um but we'll see. I do think, though, just to put a fine point on it. We could create some premium experiences within the track that we already have. And one of our listeners, Troy, was talking about the Nitro Club in Las Vegas in specific about the prime rib and the brisket and the food and the beers and the cover and the seat. And the like he said, and Antron Brown was in there and he said that he was just blown away by the all that he got by his premium experience. And it was amazing. So I think there are a lot of fans out there that could, um, and and you know Jeff is out there saying we're preaching to the choir, and we definitely are. Yes. But we are also the ones that need to identify that this is an issue with people. If, if someone doesn't want to do something, you're not going to force them to do something. But I don't think they're right about it. I think NHRA is priced appropriately for what it is, and you don't have to do a premium experience. But if you wanted to, they're also out there.
0: Certainly. And, you know, you mentioned the Nitro Club in Vegas, which is certainly one of the premier ones. But the Top Eliminator Club in Gainesville, the Top Eliminator Club in Pomona, at Indy, all those where you can go inside, you know, climate controlled. They've got, you know, upscale food and places to sit and, you know, the TV monitor and everything. So you're not missing anything. And then you've got tracks like Bristol where you can buy a suite ticket they have you know a number of the tracks have fan suites so if you look up there and go gee you know i'm you know, i'm not camping world i can't afford to yes you can um you know it's certainly more expensive than a general admission ticket but the vast majority of come with vip suite parking and there's food there's drink there's and you're in a suite you get to be you know in the cool kids club it costs more but you, you know you get more of an experience also it it also costs more you know, it, it also costs more to sit up front on the floor for a Broadway show than it does to sit in the balcony behind a pole. So there there you have it.
1: A buddy of mine just spent $700 to see Bruce Springsteen in a very intimate setting. It all depends on what you want and what you like. Bob says, though, and I agree with this, that um, covered uh, co- anything covered nowadays in the heat can be a benefit. And I'd love to see us explore that. You, you were out there. At uh, Bahrain, and you know they have a lot of covered uh, stuff because it's hot. You know people are hot. The the more comfortable people can be, the longer they can be out of their homes. Um, but anyway, we'll we'll keep uh, uh, going on this. I did want to mention Monty Bogan, man, right yeah. out there in D four. This guy wins comp. He gets tapped to drive Lee Sharp's car because they're going after the what's everyone is calling the Brogden money guys. You might want to explain that, Alan, to people who are watching the. Uh, you know, the Lucas oil championship and comp eliminator. I'm promising all my comp eliminator buddies out there uh, improved coverage and attention here in 2023. Uh, Lee Sharp. This guy's been around a long time, got quick and fast hot rods and he goes out and he knows Monty is quick. He's a good driver. Monty Bogan is a good driver. Taps him to drive the comp car. They did real well in Orlando, like semifinals and then they win out there at bell Rose And he also went super stock, right? Just to drive the point home. But Monty Bogan is an, is part of an assembled team. They're 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 going after the Brogdon money with this combination. I think that's as interesting as it gets.
0: Yeah, I think it's great. And you know what Roger has done, and he has gotten a lot of other people on board as well. For those who don't know Roger Brogdon, you know, most, most fans probably know him best because he ran pro stock for a while but he is a hardcore competition eliminator guy. Uh, he's a very successful businessman down in the Houston area, loves a category. And you know, for everybody, you know, he'll, he'll tell people, you know, we, we need more comp we needed. And somebody probably said, put your money where your mouth is. So he did, uh, he has put up a substantial amount of his own money. He's got some other guys and companies and businesses to put up a substantial amount of money. And there's a quarter of a million plus up for grabs to go run division four in competition eliminator and the first year that he put up the extra money and made the stuff happen um lane jeff lane from seattle is the guy that won and they looked at it and said you know what economically let's go race in division four all the way from seattle because if we're good enough it'll pay off and they were good enough and it did pay off so i think it's a terrific thing that he's doing he was you know looking at the dwindling car counts and the stuff that was happening in comp and comp is an expensive way to go racing no question about it but he loved the category, didn't want to see it die, and it's like, we need to do something. And so he went out and did it. I think it's a tremendous program. Um, you know, if, if you're a comp racer, you obviously know about it. But just so when you hear people talk about it in the future, then you'll you'll understand what's happening. is a successful businessman that loves the category that he competes in, putting his money where his mouth is and trying to make it better.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, under the heading, <laughs> the Brogdon money, but no, they've got real names like a WFO bonus, and they've got some cool programs they're going to be announcing, and uh, just a great form of drag racing competition eliminator that is not really locked in to any one combination or any body style, shape, or one engine combination, and they're all running together, and it's pretty, uh, it's pretty amazing how it all it all works out. Top alcohol dragster out there, Bell Rose. Um, and that was Aaron Cooper, the King of speed gets the job done down there, uh, taking down Jackie Frick in the final round and Kyle Smith, uh, over Bob McCosh. Kyle Smith starting off a strong. Just uh, hung out with Kyle out there at the D3 Awards Banquet. And uh, they get the job done. They're off and running. Uh, mentioned Monty. Parker DeVore won Stock Eliminator. Mark Powers in Super Comp. John Salter in uh, Super Gasked is Dead Four. Lamar Stevenson in Super Street. Uh, Jim Thorpe and Top Sportsman. David Bills in Top Dragster. These racers, man, they're ready to roll. Let's preview the baby Gators a little bit. This is the Gator Nationals too. Right? Like, that's the thing. If you want one of the complainers, Alan said he didn't like the fact that the cars weren't real cars anymore. And I understand that. And I said, well, then you're a stock and superstock guy. One of the few answers I gave you're a stock and superstock car. You want to see cars like they're real cars? Go watch stock and superstock. Show up a little bit early, watch the big wheel stands, and you'll enjoy it. Class eliminations for the Gator Nationals at the Baby Gators. Is that still a thing?
0: we're going to have class eliminations down there. Uh, we have got a full slate of stuff. I will not be the least bit surprised if we end up with 700 race cars total. Um, they're just, you know, everything going on at the baby Gators. And for so many, it's their chance to, you know, knock the ice cubes off of it or the icicles off and come out and race. You know, we've always talked about the Gators being the East coast opener and it is for the pros, but it is for the Lucas oil drag racing series as well. So it's going to be a full tilt event. Um, I took a glance at the long-term weather and Saturday looks like it, we may have, you know, an issue, but you know, that's still about a week away and I ain't worried about it the rest of the time. It looks like the weather's going to be pretty solid. So I'm looking forward to getting down there and, uh, and getting after it. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun event. And I think that will set the tone for the Gator nationals coming up the next weekend when they bring in all the camping world cars and then we get after it again.
1: And there will be a test session. So it's, it's, um, it's amazing how much drag racing is going to be happening in Florida. Uh, of course, I'm going to the World Series of Pro Mod. I'm very interested in that. Wes has asked me to be a part of the broadcast team, and I'm going to do it. Um, invitational racing, right? Pro Mod, Invitational, Mountain Motor Pro Stock, Invitational. I kind of like the Invitational as a one-off super race. Instead of just everyone can show up, Like you have to be invited. That's kind of the same theme we were talking about a moment ago about exclusivity, right? Like people like exclusivity and um, just the list of names that are going to be there. It's everybody in ProMod and they're going to be able to get some laps on their cars and get out there and compete at a high level before their season even starts.
0: Yeah, the only thing disappointing about that race for me is that I won't be able to come down and drive Steve Jackson's car because he is still uh, recovering. Yes, we talked about that last week and he said, look, he said, if you want to come down and drive it. But I was already committed to do the baby Gator. So I hope I hope he was able to find somebody to fill in.
1: Yeah, that's a bummer. And Stevie Fast tuned the radio versus the world winner out there. at lights out and just uh, somewhere. They had a uh, attendance uh, record as well. So the, the Florida audience is primed for NHRA drag racing. Baby Gators, Gator Nationals, of course, the World Series of Pro Mod at Bradenton. Orlando's got something. Everybody's got something going on this weekend. So everybody needs to realize that they need to plan to spend like three weeks in Florida at the start of 2024. It's just that simple.
0: That's what I'm going to do. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm going to the Baby Gators. I'm staying over. I'm going to the Gators. I'm staying over. I'm going to the division race in uh, South Georgia. So, yeah, i spend three weeks.
1: That is tremendous, tremendous. Uh, let's see, this guy's heading over there as well. Uh, let's talk some camping world series while we we got you here. Um sure. Ron Caps, big press conference later on in the week. I'll be doing that, just kind of you know, setting the table for the season. But they're going for three in a row. That's not something we've ever spoken about, like in, in this modern era. Three in a row, I guess John Force, the last guy to do anything like that, was the last guy I went to went two in a row that would be a tremendous accomplishment in this modern era by Dean Antonelli and Ron Caps.
0: Yeah. But how, how many years did we say, you know, Torrance can't possibly do it again, can he? And uh, the answer turned out to be yes. So they've got a really, really good thing going right now. Um, you know, with, with T-Buck moving up to take over the position um, from when John Medlin retired, I don't think they're going to lose a lot there. I mean, with all the experience and all the knowledge that Medlin had, He retired, but he's still got a phone. If they ever got to the position where it's like, hey, we need your input. But anybody that's ever sat and talked to Dean Antonelli, he's a guy that's been around the sport forever. When he was a little kid, his dad was running a fuel altered. So Nitro is all he's really ever known. And he's grown up and been in the sport and worked hand in hand. Austin Coyle and Bernie Federle and Jimmy Prock and all the guys over there at Forces. And then when he left there and he went over to the Schumacher side of the fence, worked with all those guys, and he has absorbed everything. He is a very detail-oriented, deep-thinking guy that when that car leaves the trailer, I don't believe Dean's ever said, I hope this or I hope that. He has an absolute plan in place. There's a reason the car runs like it does and as consistent as it is because of how well it's prepared and the amount of knowledge and the amount of detail that go into making sure that they've got the car set up for what the conditions will take. Um, you know, I loved the, the interview that, uh, that they did with, with uh, um, he and, and Ron, I think I was talking with Brian about Pomona. And he said, you know, and they going up there in lanes and guys are going, are you know, just slide it down through there, go 91, 92. And he said, no, he said, we're going to, we think we're going to run you know, 85. We're going to run 85 and come back up to the final. and said, we think we can get the pole. Let's go for the pole. And he said, that's just the way he thinks, you know, the fact that you know, we're not qualified. That doesn't matter. And, you know, what's available right now? What not what's possible? What can we get right now? And he goes after it. That's the way he races. And he's, you know, like so many of the really good crew chiefs, there's times he probably doesn't even realize who he's racing until he gets into the lanes. You know, the, he'll know either we have lane choice or we don't, which usually gives you a pretty good idea that you're setting up for the left or right, because you know, every track one of them. So he just goes up there with his game plan and whoever pulls up next to him. Okay. I guess it's that guy this time and start the car, but he's, uh, you know, they, I, I wouldn't bet heavily against him. But then you also look at the stacked field that's out there and go, boy, that'd be a tall order if you can pull it up.
1: Right. Well, exactly. Uh, a lot of crew chief changes at John Force Racing. Uh, John Kernan did a nice bit with Chris Cunningham uh, talking about Chris moving over, a lot of moving over, a lot of moving around. Some of it you know, could be better. Some of it could be worse. Teams getting stronger. Teams getting weaker. We just don't know about uh, when you change a chemistry, you don't know. Uh, one thing I like about all those guys, though, like Jimmy and Guido and Dickie and all, all of those guys, like they, like, I, want, I wish we could mic them up more, especially for Dean, because this guy's got swagger, man. He does not, he's not an analytic, I mean, he might be analytical, but he'll say stuff that's intense, intense words coming out. Oh, we're not doing that crap. You know what I mean? Like, we're not playing like, that's not how we play. That's not what we do. We do it different. We are not afraid to put it out there and he'll say things like that. And that's exactly what I think people want, right? They want to hear that the crew chief and Ron talks about it all the time about how they strut around and how they're like peacocks out there because he sees and hears that, but we don't all the time. And I would love to see more of it. I know we're just going to have an unbelievable year of the best of the best throwing down in funny car, again, wanting for nothing, right? These are not teams that are trying to figure it out and maybe they'll get it. No, you got a bunch of teams that are, at their pinnacle right now of life, of experience, of money, of finance, of finances, of, of necessity, right? Like Dickie Venables last year had a great start to the season and the countdown hmm, kind of, kind of slid away. Uh, they, they, they want to show that that was not cool, man. They want to step up. And I just, I couldn't be more excited.
0: Well, and, and the spectrum is just so deep, you know, you've got Tim Wilkerson now that has all the budget that he needs. And for years, and believe me, I'm not saying that he was, you know, pinching pennies to run the car, but he didn't have the kind of R and D budget. He didn't have the kind of budget that the forces have, or that. And I think that he wants to go out now and prove something that, you know, being able to not necessarily race like you're stepping on your wallet every time you hit the gas pedal, that he's got a car that's capable of winning the championship, which he darn near did just a few years ago. Anyway, and then you got Cruz Pedregon who has not had a great year last year until the end. And all of a sudden now I guarantee you when Pomona was over with Cruz wanted to go race again next weekend. He didn't want to sit around for three months. And I firmly believe that the Coletta guys are going to come out pissed off because you look at what they did last year. And there's not one person in Ypsilanti, Michigan, in their shop right now. That's going, okay. I hope we have another year. Like, Those guys are going to come out pissed off. I think they've got a point to prove. And all of those things are just going to make it better.
1: Like just that, just what we just described. Like, you know, you could take top fuel and put it in its own little universe and pro stock in its own little universe. Just funny car alone is worth the price of the admission we were talking about a little bit earlier. JR's got his new steering wheel with Max Pappas they've been working on. Did an interview with Brian pretty recently. That looked cool, like an innovation in a funny car steering wheel. Um, that could end up in every car very rapidly uh, if it turns out to work. Now, just super exciting. You mentioned Wilk uh, access to Mike Neff through the SCAg team. There's a lot of funny car knowledge there. It's gonna well,
0: be you know, Bob exciting. task has got something to prove you know with he he was not very happy about the things that happened last year at the end of the year with you know the the personnel and the people that made the move. Yes. Uh, and I think he's got something to prove. I think Aaron Brooks coming in, you know, we've talked about Aaron before. I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Aaron and all the teams that he's worked with, but it's been a while since it's been you are here, one car focused on this for a full season with a full budget, have at it. And I think he feels like he's got something to prove. So there's just, you know, you can go down the list and I just think that yeah, funny car is gonna be a lot of fun to watch this year. And You know, somebody's going to get somebody's going to get the first punch in and that's going to happen in a couple of weeks in Gainesville.
1: Well, and so I'm looking at the standings and just thinking about storylines. Right. And, you know, Scott is down there thinking about Capco, like something to prove like drag racing is in a new spot now in 2023, 2022, where it's not really about not not that it always was or it was at certain times, but about, hey, let's go out there and do this it's not about that anymore. It's personal. Like you, like you said, people are trying to prove things about themselves, just like every other athlete on the planet. There's, there's critics, there's thoughts. Maybe people feel like they've been done wrong like Bob Tasca and you know, that storyline, what if Bob Tasca has a terrible year and fades into oblivion? Like, are they going to let that happen? No, man, they have got everything that they can do to make sure that's not, the storyline, there's high motivation other than the check, other than winning a Wally, there's personal motivation. And I think about Capco. They got a number six on the car this year. Number six. Number one, number one, number one, number one, six. That's Steve went through that terrible year of dealing with the same question over and over again. He explained, yeah, we, we, we looked for things a little too long. They performed very well at the very end of the year, you recall, They were quick and fast and capable. What are they? We haven't heard next to anything from them. They were at the Daytona 500, by the way. Great job, Toyota, for bringing all their drivers. Um, But that's worth thinking about. Who's going to come out and, like you said, fire the first shot and make a statement that they are going to be the ones to rival Brittany. And Brittany, she's got extra pressure on her too, right? Like, you win one, that's great. You win two now, all right. Now you're the – can you carry the sport? Can you be the face of the sport that people want you to be? It's awesome,
0: yep, and it's going to be fun to watch. No question about it. I think you know top fuel we could run down the list in top fuel kind of like we did in Funny car, right? I mean, who had a good year and feels like maybe they didn't get it all? Um Who wants to prove that they can do it again? Who's pissed off because of the year that they had that wasn't anywhere near the standards that they're used to? um you know, who wants to bounce back? who wants to and you know with Tony Schumacher being out there now. You know, he, he was out there full time before, but he's out there now with Mike Neff. And I love the fact that those guys said, we felt like we could have won a championship together and we didn't get a chance to. And that's why we wanted to come back and do this. Um, you know, they're not going to come out tiptoeing by any means. And, and again, you just kind of go down the list. You know, the, the Coletta cars, and I'll say the same thing about the Coletta dragster I said about the funny cars. I think they're coming out pissed off. You know, you look at the investment that was made, the things that they did to try to get another championship trophy up in Ypsilanti. And they ended up with a zero win season. Well, they've had a year now and it Allen Johnson doesn't struggle for years. So I think that they're going to come out. Uh, with a chip on their shoulder, just like they're going to do with the funny car. And I, you know, I said last week, I mean, I, I don't want anybody to say, you know, oh, you jumped on the bandwagon. I'm not saying they're going to win the championship, but I'm telling you, those two Coletta top fuel cars are going to be hard to guard this year. They are going to be a big part of the storyline all through the season. I firmly believe that.
1: Couple of couple of really good drivers. You know, they got really good drivers over there. Mm. And, and 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 that's the deal. You look at the NFL. There are the strong teams and there are the middle teams and there are the weak teams. And that is true for all sports. I'm looking at these uh standings in top fuel, top to bottom. They're all tied right now. They're all tied. Clay, Clay Milliken, right? Like the way they finished last year. We don't even know what we're gonna get from those guys. They got money, they got resources. Rick Ware wants to win. Josh Hart, uh Mike Salinas. You know, he doesn't – there's not a resource problem over there with Mike Salinas. No, Just I think Mike's doing okay. <laughs> Justin Ashley. Like, who's the weak – where are the weak teams? And the, the, there are none. There are none. It's going to be a great season. But we could do this all day, and we'll do it again uh, next week. Actually, we won't. Uh, let's let, – can we do Monday? Because I will be traveling to Gainesville on Tuesday. Are you available for a little Monday WFO next week? If not, we'll figure it out
0: uh yeah we'll have to figure out what time i am uh my my monday next week is something i've been looking forward to for a long time i'm going to take a little short drive south of gainesville and i'm going to have lunch with berserko bob
1: oh my gosh that is awesome i met him at pbir a couple of years back and he was a in in 10 seconds he told 10 great stories and i was just like amazing amazing existence riding on the front of the jet car etc alan great job as usual Uh, have a great time calling the baby Gators this weekend. I'll be just across the state, uh, safe, obviously event to everybody out there. I got some friends that are going to be racing out there and, um, I wish you all good luck.
0: Uh, no update on the Pontiac?
1: Not yet. I mean, no, it's, it's, uh, I haven't talked to Gary. Uh, he's going to tear it down and read the engine was where we last left off. I have been doing some, uh, parts research and thinking about, You know, mandatory changes versus optional changes. Like if we're going, that's, you're going through all this
0: to get get
1: the same thing back, right? And so in the end, what we're talking about is aluminum cylinder heads, right? We got the cast iron cylinder heads on there, uh, some aluminum heads, lose some weight. We're we're considering that greatly. Project Pontiac moves on, and this is what everybody is interested in. They're all emailing me about what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So I can run super street. We'll see. But a good. Thank you for reinforcing that because that seems like the smart play.
0: Well, you end up like the four seventeen that I built for my Mustang a few years ago when um, I had plan in place, and then a set of NASCAR cylinder heads fell out of the sky, and I thought, whoo. Let's start a new plan. And by the time it was done, um, I don't think I used anything that I had before. Uh, it, uh,
1: <laughs> I can't do that. Okay. Well, that's another thing. You know, we've got the crank, right? He's got to mag the crank. If the crank has got cracks in it, it changes everything. Now sure. we got to get a new crank. There's all kinds of.
0: Stroker crank is basically the same price as a stock one.
1: That's exactly what they say, Alan. Yeah. And
0: there's. I've got a, a half inch stroke hemi crank back here for a. Yeah. 1970 nitro burning Hemi. There's my, all these my, things. My 1970 nitro burning Hemi has a half inch stroke crank on it. What? It has a half inch stroker crank on it. Really? So it's 490 cubic inches instead of 426.
1: Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, and that's apparently the hot setup now that there are things available for Pontiacs that used to not be available. When we built the engine, none of these things were available, and now they are. And you can put a stroker crank with the the block and, and end up with like 498 cubic inches. Oh, wow. And so, Why wouldn't you for the same (laughs) price? Why wouldn't you? So that it, it all, it's one of these, if then situations, if this, then we can go this way. If the crank is fine, then, you know, we are, there are budget constraints here, obviously, but it's all for the entertainment of the WFO universe, guys. That's what it's all about. And to showcase the talent of our sponsors. Like, fog it there you go all right alan talk to you later
0: all right i hope you guys have a great event over there i'm sure we'll uh, be in touch over the course of the weekend and we'll figure out something for monday sounds see great at the baby gator everybody's watching see at the baby gators
1: yeah see he said baby gators he did not say hatchlings he's bought in on it it's over <laughs> later alan There he goes see the NHRA. Alan Reinhardt joins us each week. You'll be watching on the stream. A reminder to everybody out there. I know we got a big audience out there. If you share this show on your social media and tag, share and tag, share the show and tag WFO radio, whether it be on whichever social media you choose, you will be in the running for the tickets, two of them to the international drag racing hall of fame to sit at the WFO table and watch John Force be inducted into the International Drag Racing Hall of Fame. Also, Shelly Anderson Payne and Bob Fry and countless others. Bunny Burkett. It's going to be incredible. Garlits is going to be there. I'm going to be there. We might have a celebrity driver at our table. Who knows? But I've been wanting to give away these tickets Been waiting for the right time. And today is the right time. You got to get to Florida yourself. You got to pay for lodging yourself. You got to get to the place yourself, uh, which is the Hilton. In Gainesville. Um, It's all on you. But if you win and it's a random drawing, share and tag WFO radio and uh, it will be a random drawing. And we'll see. And I will reach out to you on the social media that you post on because I will see and we'll put them all together and I will find you. David Enders out there will be watching AFR. Is that like Airflow Research? They don't make them for Pontiac. Get out of here. There's a couple of companies that have uh, Pontiac stuff. But very excited. And everybody is inquiring about the whole Project Pontiac thing, man. They're like, you know, what's up with the merch, Joe? Where's the merch? The Project Pontiac shirts. You know, we got to get the logos of the people who are supporting the project. And we're already talking about breaking this project into a couple of deals. Like, obviously, this this car is very special to to my father and me. He bought it brand new in 1978. JM Pontiac in Hollywood. This car brought me to kindergarten. We started to work on it. I started my racing career in it. I was able to secure a track championship in it. I ran real well at five-day bracket race and then decided to get a job, start working, earn, and be part of the, you know, the working society and all of that. But now we got to get this thing resurrected. And what better way to resurrect it than to run an NHRA class? It's not going to fit in anything else. Other than super street. That's what it is. It's too heavy for super gas. It's got glass windows. It's got factory interior. It's got factory dash. It's got a radio. It's got all the fender liners. It's 3,300 pounds, man. I just want to run super street. I want to be able to qualify for an NHRA national event somewhere at some point, maybe to be out there. You know, Jason Galvin jumps in a super comp car immediately. He's in the track announcing staff for uh, half a year and he's out there racing the u.s nationals and it was awesome and i'm thinking to myself man i'd love to do that gotta do that and we're doing it we are doing it so follow us on project pontiac and all the people who make it possible like total seal piston rings the leader in ring seal technology i want your comments in the comment section by the way guys let's put them up comments in the comment section your thoughts on everything that was discussed here today And I will get to them and give you my opinion. FTI performance transmissions and torque converters. Fog it, of course. Now, if you do not have a high-performance racing engine, but like junior dragsters, think of all the different applications. It works very well in the machine shop. Firearms, everybody that I know has got either a firearm for self-defense or for their hobby. And when it comes to cleaning and protecting and rust inhibiting, Foggett does a great job bernie speed shop you're going to come out to the big fan fest hopefully six to nine p.m which that nine o'clock that's like a soft close man nobody's kicking anybody out we're gonna have ourselves a good old time at bernie's and phillips connect just nationally gonna be there we're gonna have a good time along with garlitz and frank holly marvin rodak rodak's coffee and grills.com eight one seven nine two four six eight two one Samtech.edu and Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School. It's like every WFO sponsor is going to be out there at the Josh Hart deal. And remember, Big Daddy, Don Garlitz, inducting Shelly Anderson Payne, Ron Atterberry, Bunny Burkett, Graham Cowan, Sonny Mesner, Vinny and Richard Knapp, the Knapp family going to be there in full effect. Bob Fry, Linda Jones, John Force. Share the show, tag us on social, and I will be pulling the winner. Here, like, when is this over, Joe? When is it over? Uh, Tomorrow at 10 a.m. Wednesday morning, 10 a.m. is the deadline for submissions. If you share the show and tag the show at 9.59 a.m. tomorrow, you'll be considered. At 10.01, you will not. So we encourage you. And why are we doing this? We're trying to grow the audience and get everybody excited for NHRA drag racing. All right, let's see what some comments are. Scott uh, Pickle Rick is out there. I think paper straws are a bad idea. It's going to be a hard pass. This guy has been making this comment about the paper straws. And we generally agree. I don't think anybody loves paper straws. It's just, it's too much of whiplash to go from the plastic straw, which is amazing to the paper straw, which is they're, they're improving it. But if I'm going to be honest, as someone who lives on the beach, there's a lot of plastic in my beach, man. There's a lot of plastic, Like people don't know that they shouldn't throw it in there. So I support gradual improvement of straws, but I really don't like to use them yet. Scott says, thank you for today's show. It was great. Always a positive experience on uh, WFO. Positive even when we're talking about negative, right? Go check out the comments on the Tony Stewart clip. Facebook uh, stories of our page, TikTok. Um, all of these different social medias, we posted it up there. and uniformity, people angry about NASCAR, which is not good, but we can take advantage of it in drag racing. and people who say that they that it's too expensive. And I know everything's too expensive right now. Everything, everything's expensive. Why is it expensive? Well, we went through a worldwide pandemic that everybody forgot. And then we opened back up and then everybody had a bunch of money. And then there was no uh, nothing to buy because a few people were buying everything. It's a once in a hundred years situation that we're experiencing still. You know, prices will go down as much as they go down. But you can't put a price on a good time. That's the point. Out at their Honda Classic at PGA National up there. You know, what's kind of funny is there were no top 10 players there. And the place was slammed. Slammed. I'm in the bear trap. There's people. There's It was extravagant. It was amazing. And everybody was having a great time. They were loving it. They were loving it. Everywhere I go, there's people having a good time, loving it. Like If you are not able to go do that, then you, you, you we'll figure out a different good time for you to have. Like the Baby Gators this weekend. You're going to see 70% of the cars for less than 50% of the price. Go to the Baby Gators. You even get Alan Reinhart. Come on now. Joe, the Tony Stewart interview was one of your best. TS is an awesome guy. I was thrilled to have him on. I, you know, waited to invite him on WFO for the right moment. And I felt like that was the right moment. I have yet to hear the interview with Levitard, which, uh, you know, there's some connections uh, to the South Florida community. And, you know, Dan Lebitard and Stugatz, they're not racing at all. Like, they have zero knowledge, slight Formula One knowledge, thanks to Drive to Survive and one of their producers. But I'm really curious to find out who put that interview together, because that's exactly what we, as in drag racing and NHRA drag racing, needs to be doing. Like, Cruz Pedragon and Jim Rome, that connection, right? That connection needs to be rekindled. People with regular people, audiences, If you can get a couple of them interested in seeing a car goes here from zero to 330 miles per hour in less than four seconds, like wrap your mind around that zero to 330 in less than four seconds. Think about it. It's weird. Like, wouldn't you love to see what that is and hear it? Yeah, I think that people would. And that's how you're going to grow. So I'm excited to hear that interview. Mighty Mac was at Daytona and heard them upsell the Uno Fan Zone tickets for garage windows and could only think about how a general admission ticket could get them in there without paying more at the Gator Nationals. We don't like and I don't like to throw rocks and bombs at other sports because I've worked in and around all of these sports, including NASCAR and IndyCar. I haven't worked with Formula One just yet. Maybe I will. Um, Everybody's got what they got. But what drag racing has is very unique and very valuable. And like Tony Stewart said, grab your neighbor, your neighbor's kid. Kids under 12 are discounted at most tracks. People got to see this. It's time for drag racing. And oh, by the way, everybody should be rocking their NHRA gear from now until the Gator Nationals. You got the World Series of Pro Mod this weekend. I'm super excited about that. You got the baby Gators and you got the Gator Nationals all within 10 days of each other. You got an NHRA shirt you should wear it to work and that way someone will be like, what's that? Well John Force is a really cool guy and yes, we do need our fans to do their part and talk about it. Those fantasy football fans man, they were pushing their their hobby on everybody and fantasy football became really big, right You should join my league. Oh what about my league oh come on join my league oh you love it it'll be fun Like knocking on people's doors. So we'll see JP Gutierrez. Great show is always excited for the racing that happens in the next two weeks. Happy to have WFO to get the inside story on all things NHRA. Good luck, JP this year. Hopefully you have a good year. Go out there. Get it done. When's your first race? That was an eliminations general admission ticket in 1990. Okay. So Sunday, 1990, general admission, no reserve seat, $39. It's 2023. What's the right price? Right. Like, I'm sure you could calculate that right now by putting thirty nine dollars into 1990 is how much right now. And I think somebody did that last night on the show and it was like 80 bucks. Happy for you, Joe Pontiac fan. Yeah. Always been a Pontiac guy. Project needs to be a T-shirt. Oh, we're working on it. We're definitely working on it. Top Fuel has so many independent teams who can legitimately have a say in whatever race they attend. Yeah. We just got to get them to more races. It's a big, it's a big thing. Do you want to get those basic top fuel teams, those uh, independent teams to more races? Yes, you do. Wear your gear, wear your NHRA shirts, every, every one of them you got for the next 10, 15 days. So that people realize that this is something that is about to happen. We're starting a season. We're getting ready to start the season. Indy Regional or Cletus and Cars. Still trying to figure that out. Well, that Cletus and Cars deal at uh, Indianapolis Raceway Park with alcohol cars, like, come on, that's a no-brainer. Perfect opportunity to get some more knowledge about drag racing. Been a bronze badge holder for the Indy 500 for the last three years or so. I have two tickets to the Arizona Nats I can no longer use. Figure out how I can transfer them to you and you get them cheap, hit me up on Twitter. So <laughs> Jim Access is using my show as a way to enter the secondary ticket market. What do you mean you can't go, Jim? That's nonsense. You got to go to the final race at Wild Horse Pass, man. You got to go. You got to be there. All right, guys, this has been a bit of a fun show. I don't know what we talked about, but we talked about a lot. They're not all Tony Stewart and Erica Enders. Me and Alan Reinhardt kicking it about drag racing. Pretty fun, too. I appreciate you all. Subscribe, click the bell, remember. Oh, see, that's a legit excuse, that medical issue. Hey, I apologize. But this is it, guys. Now, I can't promise any WFO content for the remainder of the week. But maybe there will be. And I'm currently working on getting some stuff done. You know... Daryl Gwynn is going into the Motorsports Hall of Fame of America Tuesday next week. He's going to be inducted by Big Daddy Don Garlitz. That's going to be pretty cool. Wonder what DG is up to. And, of course, Josh Hart has got the big event going on at Bernie's. Probably would love to talk about that. So if they pop up in the feed, don't be surprised. They just won't be live. Not everything we do is live on WFO. Appreciate all you guys out there. Seriously, this is the start of the year. Want to grow the audience. Want to grow our WFO universe as best as we can. Remind everybody about the Patreons. Patreon.com slash WFO radio. That's our VIP listener club. And if you sign up for the full season, I'll send you a t-shirt. If you don't sign up for the full season, I'll send you decals and a patch and a pin to be a member. But it is our VIP listener club, patreon.com slash WFO radio. And it's going to be a whole lot of fun. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Excited to go drag racing. As excited as I was in this photograph right here. 1986. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. WFO.